Hi all, this is RV Empath and this is the podcast RVE for the HSP, Highly Sensitive Person. Welcome. It's November 9th, 2021, and this podcast is going to be a little different. It is more of an announcement of changes to come. I'm not sure exactly what they are, but I do know that personally, in terms of recording these podcasts, I have been stuck in a rut for some time now. And, um, and I've been okay with it. I've been doing my recordings and doing the astrological forecast and doing the guidance card reading. But I have been feeling feeling like there is meant to be something more for, um, you know, quite a while. And so I am changing up the podcast somehow. I might be doing a um, a weekly a weekly format where I start uh, talking about stories again from my life. There are, you know, only a few listeners to this podcast, but if you have been listening for some time during the um, Monday through Friday recordings of the year 2020, um, starting with March 2020 and going to uh, March 2021, I talked a lot about trauma and drama that I um, experienced firsthand in my life growing up and how to heal and transform and transcend that in life because that is what living a best life is all about. And many of us, I would venture to say all of us, has some level of pain and hardship and difficulty and challenges to work through and shift and heal and transform. And through that, we evolve and um, we level up in our own lives so that challenges actually do get easier in time, or at least they get different. Um, When I think it's important to note that when you deal with the hard, the really hard muck and yuck, which is all kinds of fear and addiction and um, just the just the um, very, very difficult situations that one can deal with, um, life does get easier to a certain degree. I mean, like the challenges moving forward become more uh, palatable (laughs) and life is still hard don't get me wrong but you know once you deal with the really hard stuff then it gets easier and it has to do with maintenance ongoing maintenance um, when it comes to anger issues fear issues addiction issues so do the hard work because it's well worth it and that's really what it comes down to being stubborn Um, being committed, you know, it always came down to me um, just refusing to lay down for very long or refusing to um, uh, 
give up on my morals and the way that I view the world and the way that I want to live. And that has to do with connecting with God, universal energy, source spirit, um, really having a spiritual divine connection there because I lived uh, with my heart and I refused to give up on um, love, the power of love, um, the power of healing, and the, um, the ability to shift. I mean, I, I knew it could happen. There's plenty of stories. I, I grew up as a child in the 70s. And even back then, uh, there was self-help galore. Um, you know, there have been great minds and authors who have written about their own experiences transcending, you know, horrible life um, tragedies and situations. So there's more than enough inspiration and information out there. I knew it could happen. I knew that life can turn around. It's just a matter of sticking with it and not giving up on oneself, not giving up on the possibility of positive change and transformation. And I was ultimately it comes down to stubbornness. How bad do you want it? There's that expression, how good how good can you stand it? Because that's as good as it's going to get. Right? How good can you stand your life to be? Because that's as good as it's going to get. So it all really also comes down to self-love, what we think we deserve, what we think we, um, because that's what we will receive. If we're dealing with guilt and, um, you know, remorse and self-hatred or whatever, and this is the, the tricky thing, is it can all be subconscious where we're not even, you know, aware that we feel this way, <laughs> right? So it's working with the subconscious, which is stuff that, that we're not conscious of, uh, that happened before the age of five that we don't even remember. And then there's trauma and drama that we were born with that's in our DNA. And it's been proven that like, um, you know, trauma can change one's DNA. So it can change like generationally it can change the DNA in women and um, it can get passed down, right, through to their uh, children and through ancestral lines. So there, I mean, that's something to think about, too. Uh, I grew up in a very, very dysfunctional, scary household. And that affects me to this day. Uh, so there's a lot there still to recognize and acknowledge and um, keep on working on because it affects everything and you know I've lived through situations where uh, people would not believe it really um, but like when it comes to being spied on through windows or uh, just like in other ways um, which I'll go into more detail in a second I can come up with four very specific instances, three of which I was spied on um, through a window, 
And the fourth was I went to go pee in the woods with a friend of mine um, out partying one night. And I think one, if not two, guys um, trailed us and like spied on us peeing. And, you know, at the time we were all like, oh, her, her, you know, we, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. But in reflection, uh, it's kind of like a little unsettling. I, I don't know. I mean, I would prefer someone that I don't know very... I didn't know this dude very well. I think it was the first night I met him. Uh, I would prefer not to be spied on when I'm peeing. Right? That's the whole thing. I mean, that's like s people set up cameras in restrooms. I mean, that is illegal to spy on people with, like that without their knowledge. Um... So it's an unsettling feeling. And then the others were, oh God. I mean, two of them happened when I was babysitting. Huh. One, I was babysitting two kids, a younger girl and an older boy. And he wasn't even that old. He was maybe like nine or something. What a shit he was. So he go he le he says, "Can I go outside and like play with my buddy?" And I'm like, "Okay, but you know, stay close or something like that." He disappeared and did not come home. And it got later and later and it was getting dark and I freaked out and I called my mom in tears, crying, "Please, you know, help. What do I do?" And she came over and she walked outside and she was like, "Get back here right now." Yelling. And he stepped out from like behind a bush with his friend laughing laughing their fucking asses off sorry for swearing but sometimes I do and um while I was I was in tears and so they visibly like they just watched my descent into total fear and chaos and freaking loved it had a party what kind of masochistic mind right and then okay the other time I was babysitting my uh, my twin brother's friend's little sister. So it was late at night. I don't even know. After 11, maybe close to midnight. And the the house I was babysitting in had huge walls of windows. It was like a, a mansion. And um, so there was no curtains. And it was all deep, dark, like kind of forest <laughs> outside. And they my my brother and his friend spied on me and then like threw small rocks I think at the window because they were like you know pebbles bouncing off the window and I'm sitting there in the living room watching TV with the lights off and um because like I think it felt too weird with the lights on right so I just remember ignoring it <laughs> I remember saying do not to myself do not look out the window, stay focused on the TV, and, you know, I don't know what's happening, but I'm not willing to, <laughs> this is my plan, I am staying focused on the TV, and then at some point, they rushed the window, and like, bounced off, bounced off it, right, like, kind of hit it with their bodies, which is terrifying, as you might well imagine, terrifying, so, um, that happened. And again, it's like, ha ha ha, we, you know, ha, I, at the time, it's like, 
they're laughing and I'm like oh man how could you do that or whatever but in retrospect that negatively affected me like at the time it probably negatively affected me but I didn't know how to deal with it oftentimes when we're young we don't know we don't exactly I was probably mad I can't even remember frankly I don't know if I was mad I don't know if like you know but I remember they yucked it up so um and then this is really hard but um at a party I uh the guy I was dating at the time in high school so I this might be triggery this whole all of my life stories can be triggery so I hope I just want to put a little like you know um cautionary asterisk out there um if you have had any kind of um sexual um uh predation or um if you've experienced any kind of um you know you've been the on the uh, receiving end of like sexual um, deviance or whatever uh, it's interesting how like words I'm kind of my mind is searching to find like words to use but this can be upsetting so at any rate let me just say I think that's very common I think most people experience some kind of uh sexual assault that's the word i was looking for but this this see this wasn't really assault this was just you know this was just ugliness but anyway so i was sleeping having sex with my boyfriend at the time at a party of his best friend right and um all these high school boys i don't even know how many six eight like climbed up on the roof and were looking in the window and uh and when I realized what was happening I totally froze it was terrible it was terrible I froze like could not move I was almost like a zombie and um and so my boyfriend had to like actually hold me for a while for me to even like start to function again because I was just fr- I was like frozen um so he had to just like kind of cradle me um for I don't know how long but it was shocking totally shocking and this was before this was in the um this was in the 80s so it was before um you know hidden cameras and sex tapes and what well not before sex tapes I'm sure people have been doing that for years <laughs> like even with the there were film cameras like way back when um, but anyway uh, so okay let's reel it back in but it was very shocking for me as a young girl because I was this you know it, it's a very intimate vulnerable thing and to have it just be um to just be watched and and um 
in that with that kind of energy um it was it was awful so that happened and then i also know like my my brother and his friends they would at night like run around the neighborhood and spy on other people in their homes and then come back and tell all kinds of stories um and laugh their asses off so they actively did that and these people like didn't know you know that they were being watched in their own homes so is it any wonder that as an adult uh i am very very self-aware of windows and the possibility of being watched i mean now any house that i'm in i have to draw the blinds um certainly at night if not like all the time i mean i have different levels of fears when it comes to um, the outdoors and being in crowds but that could be something different entirely because again highly sensitive person right we all have we all have our things when it comes to smells when it comes to being overwhelmed with stimuli so um but i preferred i remember I was again babysitting um, on New Year's one night when I was a, a teenager and it was in a small apartment like up on the fifth floor of like this building or something and I felt so safe. I remember it was like the first time I experienced that feeling of really feeling safe. So I like to be in like small um, spaces that I can like control. But let me just bring it back to um, my point so I oftentimes like I don't like to be I like to um, you know be behind walls or secure myself in and that kind of thing and from the outside it might look as though I have something to hide people might see my actions and think that I'm trying to hide something and Whereas the reality is that the way I grew up is I have experienced people looking in on my life through windows <laughs> um, so many times that now I keep the shades drawn all the time. And I'm very, very picky about it. Very particular. And like I said, someone looking on the outside looking in might think, oh, there's something to hide there. There's something going on. When in fact, no, it's just... It's just me um, being a hermit. <laughs> so, that's one example of um, how things can be miscommunicated. How people can mis misunderstand the intentions behind things how people can misread a situation i've i've oftentimes talked about that in my previous podcasts as well is that we see things as we think on the inner as we are that's how we see the world you know we aren't who we think we are or we aren't what we think we are but what we think we are there's a quote similar to that uh it's attributed to dr wayne dyer a wonderful self-help kind of um, mind guru who passed away a few years ago. Um, 
but we can see a situation and there'll be several people right witnessing it and then each person will individually kind of make up their own story as to what's going on based on their opinions and their um how they think and what they watch and what they've learned and how they've grown up and so it's really important to question ourselves. I don't think enough people are questioning themselves, what they're seeing, what are they really seeing, how, you know, how, what's the, what could be the truth of the matter. So maybe that will be my next podcast. Talking about that a little more because it is a fascinating subject. Um, real quick, remember there's a story, uh, my husband and I stopped to gas up at a gas station somewhere, I don't know, in California. And it was busy. And uh, there was a guy pacing. His car was parked off to the side. And the uh, the left side of the car, so it was like parked perpendicular um, to me. And the left, his left two doors, the front driver's side door and the back passenger or the back door on away from me they were both open and he was pacing and looking in and pacing and looking in and I'm like what the heck is this guy doing I felt very very alarmed I thought it was at the time when there were a lot of uh like just random shootings happening <laughs> I mean that's still going on unfortunately but um but everyone was like just really charged up and I thought he was preparing to grab a gun out of the back seat and start like shooting up the gas station and I always say if I had a weapon with me at that time I could totally see I would have had my hand on it and on the trigger ready to go and I can see the potential like I can see and understand how people could possibly you know jump the gun which is like uh, very interesting expression but I could see how people would um, make a uh, the decision to or like you know to not think like their body could react before they actually make a decision to shoot they could preemptively you know want to do it and uh, eventually a woman a young woman came out of the gas station went over to him and they both reached into the back and pulled a baby out of a baby carrier. And so, and they were addressing the baby's needs. So I think, you know, the, the, the infant was sick. There was something going on because he was pacing. He was acting really like very nervous and agitated. And uh, I think she might have gone in to the gas station to purchase something to give the baby. But that is... A situation where it was totally different from what how I read it and I was a uh, like hundred percent sure that this guy was a loony bin about to like wanting to shoot up the place so that's one example of how we can misread situations and based on our fear it has a lot to do with how we think and remember um, you know, it's just important to know that this exists, like out in the world, like a situation. Uh, it's just people, 
I'm not sure what else, what more I'm going to say on the subject right now, but it's just more important than ever for everyone to be able to critically think, <laughs> especially now that everything's like topsy-turvy and there's um, just on the internet, you can find whatever, you can find whatever you want to, to back up your opinions. <laughs> so... Um, more than ever, we have to question ourselves and question everything and just worked on being again. I'm all about being what? Look for ways to be and stay calm and balanced. Dur, dur, dur. Very important. So I'm going to start to wrap up and I know it's odd because I'm not doing the astrological forecast. I'm not doing the guidance card poll. I may fo focus more on stories of healing and trans positive transformation and shifting living a best life what that's all about but before we go I do want to say that today you know certainly astrologically there's a lot of talk about this 1111 portal coming up on November 11th so if you're interested in that sort of thing definitely look it up and um on the 12th, there's a nice trine happening between the Sun and Neptune. Yay! And then uh, tomorrow on the 10th, Mercury is conjunct Mars. And then there's a couple squares happening with, with Mercury and Mars um, square Saturn. So that's happening. Anyway, I'll let you go now. Stay tuned for more. Look for m something this weekend I'll upload. And I hope you're well. Keep on keeping on. And thank you so much. Um, and... As always, I send you love and peace. Wish you to be safe and well. Thanks so much. Mwah.